my occupation or where should I work or, or maybe uh, things like what relationships should I in, you know, engage in or even the big one, of course, who should I marry, you know, and those type of questions are pretty big questions in our lives because they influence our life while we're here on earth. And there can be many other questions that we have. Um, and, and I'm sure you've had a, a different times. Some of us will have questions and we're saying, God, can you just give us some clear direction on this or give us some wisdom or guidance or, or what, you know? And we'd all like to think that God would write in the sky for us, you know, this is my will, therefore, you know, or this is, this is what you should do. But so often it isn't necessarily that way. And, 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 and I would encourage us that it's not for us to get frustrated because we don't think God answers, number one, when we want Him to, or number two, when we think He should, or number three, in the way He should. It's not a time to be frustrated, it's just a time to continue to ask Him, well, God, what are you really saying and doing here in the midst of this situation? And there's a thing called God's providence. You ever heard of that? It, God's providence is really simple to understand. What it is, is that as we continue just to live in obedience to Him and walk in His ways... Uh, often we don't necessarily get specific answers from God, but we, as we just continue to be obedient, walk in His ways and His truths, we find that He just directs our paths. Isn't that true? What's the Word of God say? You may commit our ways to God and He'll direct our paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. And so it's, called, it's not like we specifically even pray uh, uh, particular you know, prayers of God, just give me answers. But it's just like we continue to live daily with Him and He directs our paths. And that's called God's providence. I always remember when I was, when as a young man, I was coming out of um, my schooling days, finishing grade 12. And, and, and I really wasn't quite sure of the future, but I applied for several apprenticeships. And when I applied for several apprenticeships, I, I received an apprenticeship in Rockhampton. And I thought, oh, well, that's where I must be meant to go. And and so I was all ready to go, and then I got a call from a company here in Gladstone. It's called the Queensland Electricity Commission at the time. And they said, you've got a job here, if you apprenticeship here, if you want it. And I thought, I didn't go into any great prayer and fasting about it. I just made this simple decision. Gladstone's my home. This is where I want to stay. I'll have that apprenticeship. And with just a click of my fingers in that sense, I, be I became a mechanical uh, apprenticeship instead of an electrical one. And so that, in a sense, and it turned out for good, and it went well. And in a sense, I suppose, as a, as a young man, as I just continued to walk with God, it's, it's, that's God's providence. He just kind of leads us and guides us. But there's times when we, 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 we may have more deeper questions or, or wondering, God, I just want your answers for my life. And I'm not doubting for one moment that God could answer us. I'm not saying that He can't. He can't specifically nail some stuff for you and say, this is the way, walk in it. But I want to talk to you tonight about the reality of how God does answer us most of the time and how He does direct our paths. Is that cool? I want to show you a verse in Jeremiah 29. It goes like this. Well, here's, sometimes this can be the confusion we have. We feel like maybe, oh, this is the way we should go, and yet there's another sign that says, no, this way you should go. And, and so sometimes confusion can reign. Oh, what should I do? What, what's happening here? And sometimes circumstances force us into a corner where we've, we're not quite sure how, to, how to, uh, you know, to address it or where to go next or what this next step takes. But I, I want to tell you, God's not the author of confusion. Isn't that good? 
is the author that brings peace and direction and wisdom to our lives and guide us. And so I want to just turn to a scripture that I've used probably several times in the last month. But again tonight, I just want to use it. Thanks, Jeff. You'll address that. Jeremiah 29. It'll come up in a moment. Verses 10 to 12. And this is what it says. I want to go from verse 10. Often we go from verse, uh, verse um, 11. But I'll go from verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70, this is God speaking to the nation of Israel that have been taken captive into Babylon, okay? They've taken out of their homeland and they've been taken captive into a foreign culture, a foreign land, a foreign place. And this is what the God says to them through the prophet Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says, When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come and fulfill my good promise to you and bring you back to this place. So God was going to bring the whole nation of Israel back into the, to the pl- promised land where they were originally. And then verse 11, for, this is, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And they are plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to declares the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, and then you will call upon me, come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. I used that verse this morning, actually, but again tonight, you know, I am so glad that God is accurately aware or in other words, very sensitive to the details of the plans He has for your life and my life. Don't ever doubt that God has not got a purpose and plan for your life He has. And I want to tell you that it's not all that difficult to continue to walk in that plan and purpose. It's just us that sometimes make it really difficult. We make it difficult in, the, in sometimes to walk in God's plans and purposes for our life simply because we just continue to walk our own way and be disobedient to the very wonderful things he wants to bless us with he can't bless us because we don't walk that way and that's probably where we mess we mess up his plans and purposes for our life the most when we just continually do our own thing and say i'll live this way i'll have this attitude i'll thank you god i believe in you but you know god i i know the plans i have for me (laughs) when god says no no i know the plans i have for you says the lord we like to think that so he is very sensitive to the details i want you to know tonight when we talk to god he doesn't have to go to his computer system and look up your name and say oh what plans do we have he knows them intimately they're there in his mind and you may say how in the world could god ever do that for the uh, seven billion people who live on the face of the earth well god is god let's just agree that he's got an incredible brain and he can do it okay but he knows. He's, he doesn't have to look through some file, filing system on the computer and say, oh, that name, that person, let me see if I can find their plans. No, he knows about it. I reckon that's a pretty incredible God, don't you? He knows. He knows. The trick comes, of course, it's not a trick, but the interesting thing comes when us trying to obtain his plan, best plan for our life as well. As I said, uh, you know, we can mess it up. So let's, let's look, at, look at how God often will direct our paths and, and show us His direction and plan. Because we've all had questions. Some of us here tonight have probably got no great big questions. But there may come a time in your life, you know, you might say, as I said before, there might be sometimes when you have to move from the city and you think, oh, what's God's will for me here, you know? Or maybe a job, you're, you're forced, you've got a redundancy and you're, and you're facing that and you think, what's the future hold? And God, what's your plan and purpose for me now? And so, uh, they're very important questions. I do want to say that there are some decisions in life that aren't that tough. You don't really have to wake up in the morning and say, God, which cereal should I eat? Okay, it's fine. 
God will actually let you eat what you want to eat usually sometimes. But you know what I'm saying? What clothes shall I put on? I, I just think that's, that's something that, uh, you know, that the common sense stuff that God gives us. Sometimes common sense isn't that common. But, you know, the reality is God gives us a conscience and he gives us a conscience that speaks to our heart. And we, you know, if you want to be healthy, eat good stuff. So it's not, it's not that difficult, is it? But the decisions that are, as I said, are a little bit more important in life. And we should never, never doubt that God cares, that He doesn't care, because He does care, and He has plans for our lives. Um, and He has, and His providence wants to unfold in our life, in our direction. You know, the first thing I've come to understand about God, and in, in His His direction and wisdom and guidance system in our life, is God's will is more about who you are than what you do. Okay, let me explain that. Um, the Bible passage says. Um, um, in Romans chapter 12 can I just put this one up Romans 12 says I bes- I, I bit, there's a bit of old uh, English there I beseech you therefore brothers or sisters by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to God which is your reasonable service and don't be conformed to this world there we go don't, don't mess up God's plan by being conformed to the world but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what it, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, and I and um, God's will for our lives is not about the choices we make so much. Choices are important, but God's but God's will for our life is not so much about the choices we make, but about the people He wants us to become. Can you grasp that? His will begins with you. Okay, and who you are, not just the choices you make. And if we look at the scripture, you can see very clearly it says, uh, you know, it says that we can find out God's perfect will right at the bottom there. How do we do that? If we just work backwards on the verse, it says that we can find his good and acceptable will. He says, you know how you can find it? Renew your mind. Get, Get your thinking right, get your thinking straight. That's the first step to being able to find out that good and perfect will of God. And then it talks about don't be conformed to the world. Then it says don't live in in disobedience to God's commands. Don't live in a world, don't live your life so that you're continually living in in, in the realm of just plain old stuff that's going to mess you up and destroy your life and hurt you. He says if you want my will, don't live in that realm because it's very difficult to, to be directed if you're living in another world that I don't want you to be a part of. So we can see, you know, um, and it says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present it to Him. Let Him have that control of our bodies, our minds, our lives, and not control as He controls it and tries to make us something we're not, but controls it as in letting Him yield our hearts to Him, our thoughts to Him. And, you know, and because I've, I've, dis- I've found out, present who you are to God, and even tonight, we just spent some time in worship. And as you do that, I find that I continually, God in worship, God's filtering out the rubbish out of my life and putting Himself in there. So that when I come to make choices, I make good choices. Because I haven't got the world's methods, I've got God's methods. I haven't got my, my old worldly thoughts and my independent ways, I've got God's ways. And so choices flow so much better. He, trans- he transforms us from the inside out. Now, you might say tonight, well, that's easy. I know that stuff, but I want concrete answers. 
You know, I want answers about, you know, what job do I need to get? You know, who, do I, who should I marry? Um, but I've, dis- I've discovered we sometimes we want concrete answers because they're a whole lot easier to get than, than working to become more of who He wants us to be. Does that make sense? Working of more of who He wants us to be. We, we, wanna, we want definite, you know, this road or that road. And I've said it before, but God is no police traffic cop at the intersections of our life. Now, He can be, and He can give us specific words and give us clear direction. But so often, that's not how God works. God wants you to come to the intersections of your life and you to make the good choice and good decisions as you allow your life to be enveloped by Him. It's just that we sometimes say, well, God, that's not good enough. I want this and I want this. And, you know, God does work like that and He does give us clear directions sometimes. But more often than not, that's not how He answers us or directs us. Um, I remember I was once in, on holidays in Calandra and uh, I had some choices to make about my future employment. And I said to God, God, it'll be really good this morning in the service going to a service, no one knows me hardly, we're just going to go to church, because we're on holidays, and take the family to church, and, and it was at Calandra, and so we went to church, I said, God, it'd be really good if you had someone in the service, just give, your, give me your word for my life and the future direction I need to take, I thought, that'd be brilliant, God, could you do that, and so I was really sincere, so I went to the service, it was a great worship time, and, um, and the pastor then took, took the microphone after the worship time, and he got up, and the very first thing he said, He said, there's someone in this meeting today, it was a morning service, that has said to God, give me a word about his future, about their future. There was no male or female involved, they just said about their future. And this is the word, I said, here it comes, here it comes. God, this is incredible, you've got to speak to me now, this is me. And the word was, you don't need a word. This is what the pastor said, you don't need a word, just keep on doing what you're doing. I thought, well, that's the word, isn't it? But, it, you know, what it was is sometimes we want, and I was so, so uh, touched by the reality of that. And as I started to think down and drill through that thought, I thought, it's so true, God. I want this concrete answer. I want this direction. I want you to give me a signpost in the sky and the sign, the, 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 what, you re- and what you want for me. Well, I want the direction you want for me is for me just to live for you. And so often that directs me. Proverbs 3, 6, I quoted before, but it says this, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Notice it doesn't say, in all your ways, He will direct your paths. He says, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. So often I've got that a little wrong, and I say, God, um, in all my ways, just direct me. No, He says, acknowledge me. I say, no, just give me answers. He says, well, just talk to me. I said, no, God, I want concrete stuff. You don't understand. He says, well, will you just spend time with me? No, God, you don't understand. I need direction right now. He says, well, just talk to me about life. Worship me. Get in my presence. And you know what? You'll make the right decision in the end. Amen. When Jesus called the disciples, right in the the very start of the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in one of those books, he says, he says to, to a couple of fishermen, several, he says, come on. He says this, follow me and I will 
make you. Fish is a myth, but I'll make you. I'll make you. And the word make literally means to create and develop. That's what the word make means. So for three years, Jesus directed these men and, and, and he didn't give them, sometimes he gave them specific tasks, sometimes he gave them specific directions, but more often not, he was developing their character. He was taking them through a process of development, getting the world out of their thinking and godly thinking in there. He was, he was, he was helping them to become what he wanted them to be because he knew that they were going to take the very message of the good news of Jesus, of his message to the world when he wasn't there. And even after three years, one of them was, you know, denied him and one of them you know, d- betrayed him. And yet one of those, Peter, of course, went on to become an incredible disciple and apostle of Jesus Christ. He preached the first message in the second chapter of the book of Acts that saw 3,000 people come to Christ. So we see what happens is that, you know, more, th- um, more often than not, God is trying to develop and create uh, uh, your life so that you can make the right decisions. And you can walk in his ways. There's a wonderful verse in 1 Thessalonians 5. It says this, Rejoice always. Wow, that's a challenge, isn't it? Does that mean rejoice, you know, when someone cuts you off in traffic? Well, you know, you don't have to be stupid about it. But there is an element of that, you know, don't get in a huff about it. It's okay. Some of the little things that so often happen in life, God says, hey, you're there. That don't sweat. Just give up the attitudes. You know, just let rejoicing come out of your heart. Then it says, pray without ceasing. Well, that's, how do we do that? Well, I think it's just, I think that's just living in the realm of acknowledging that God is there all the time. It's not necessarily talking to verbally all the, but it is acknowledging Him and and just being ready to pray if necessary. And then it says, and everything give thanks. And then it says those three things. This is the will of God. In Christ Jesus for you. Can you just say for me? Come on, for me. Thank you for the five percent. Now the rest. Just say that's for me. That's right. It's for you. There, there, and you might say that's God's will for my life. That seems that seems too easy. That doesn't give me any concrete answers about my future. Well, it does, folks. It changes the attitude so that you once again will make right decisions about your future the will of god is for our lives is is pretty plain isn't it and uh, they're the type of actions and attitudes that god just says will create an atmosphere where you automatically make a right decision here's the second thing i've discovered about just living in god's perfect plan and will for our lives that god longs for us to desire him in the end more than his answers when I'm looking for answers, I get consumed with the answer. I just want the answer. Well, I, I need direction. Uh, I need to know. And uh, maybe God becomes sometimes, to some people in life, the crystal ball instead of the solid rock that we should stand on. And God is never going to fall into that category of just becoming the crystal ball. He throws out answers. Here we are. This is what you do. This is what you do. This. No, He's never going to become that in our life. He's never going to become that. He always wants to be the solid rock that we stand on. And because, um, once again, it becomes so easy, maybe, just to get an answer and forget about the giver of that answer. 
and, and the questions to ask ourselves at times, at times, do we love God uh, for who he is or we, do we just love him for his, what he gives us? What he, what he answers us and what he provides for us. Do we just love him for that? Do, am I more consumed with his person or just with his plan? Am I so consumed, God, I want your plan, I want your direction. Or do we need to become more consumed with his person? And just worship, and just know him and love him and commune with him and have a relationship with him. And, uh, and if I do get the answers, will I be bothered with God till the next time I need an answer? Um, they're good questions. I have to ask myself those questions. I have to say, God, is that the truth? What am I more concerned about? That you, that you, that you just continue to bless me and bless me or am I more consumed with who you are and what you're about? If I live my relationship in that kind of realm with my wife, I think she'd kind of get sick of me after a while. Well, I'm just happy, you know, she can just make sure she cooks, irons, does all the important things. And as long as she does that, she can hang around. But if she doesn't, you know, am I more in love with her just because of who she is? Or do I just love her because of what I can get from her? Sometimes we live our Christian life that way. And, you know, God just says, hey, would you just have a relationship with me? David said something very significant in Psalm 27, verse 4. He said, one thing, one thing I desire of the Lord. Of all the things David could have asked for, this is the one thing he said. One thing that I desire of the Lord, that I will seek, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David says, out of all the things, you know, and, and maybe David had a lot already, but, you know, he had wives, he had riches, he had power, he had authority, he had large armies, he had, you know, palaces, etc. But in Psalm 27, he says one thing that's really important in my life is that I would just dwell in God's presence, that I'd be found in that place where I can dwell, that I'm just constantly aware of God, constantly walking with Him, not in some spooky sense or some ridiculous Christian religious way, but just pure relationship, loving Him, Him loving me. David said that one thing, that's the one thing I desire, um, one request. And you know, it's out of that kind of relationship, answers flow. Out of that kind of relationship, we walk in the providence of God. This providence where we don't necessarily seek great, you know, seek, you know, God give me an answer, but we just walk and the doors open and some close and we say, oh well, this must be the way. God is not indifferent to your needs. Please understand that. God is not trying to hide His will from you. Um, he wants to know that you have Him first. Uh, that you desire Him more than His answers. And God is not some terrible person that tries to hide or keep blessing from your life. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. So here's the last thought I want to share with you. Our role is not so much to find God's will as to follow God's will. Because I've had people and you've had people and I think I've probably said that myself sometimes. God, I just, I just, I, I just want to find God's will for my life. And I think God would kind of lean over the edge of heaven and say, I haven't lost it, so you don't have to find it. I know what it is. It's true, isn't it? God knows the plans. 
We don't have to find it. Jeremiah 29, the verse we looked at at the start says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And we want, we sometimes want this verse to read, I know the plans I have for me, <laughs> Lord. But God says, oh, no, I know, no, 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 I know the plans I have for you. You don't need to live independent of me. I'm convinced that my job in life is not to go throughout life looking for in every hay stack for the needle of his will for my life. My job is to know him. And when I know him and continue to walk with him in obedience to him, I find that his will unfolds. Now, is there times when, when he can speak or he can direct very clearly? Definitely. Definitely, God can do that. I mean, when Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, I mean, God wanted everybody who was present at that moment to know something, and God spoke audibly and said, This is my son, who, in whom I'm well pleased. I mean, God can do what he wants to do. He can be very specific when he wants to be. But more often than not, he'll direct us as we walk in his presence and walk with him. I'm very challenged by a passage uh, in Scripture, Matthew chapter 7, and it just says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Interesting, isn't it? That some of the things that we class as, wow, mean casting out demons, prophesying, many wonders in the name of Jesus even. There's some of the things that we class as, well, mean if you do those things, maybe you've arrived as a Christian. I want to say you, those things are brilliant. Bring it on. May we all have the ability to cast out demons and to live in God's Holy Ghost and anointing and power. I want that. But wouldn't it be a shame, the Word of God says, wouldn't it be a shame if you've done all those things and you, you did it using God's name, but you never knew. You know the name, but you never knew the name, the person behind the name. You know, there's people today who probably minister, and yet they don't know very little of God, but they just know that the name of Jesus works. God is faithful to His Word. He'll, he'll, when people use His Word and stand on it, they'll... You know, you know, but isn't it, the, the key point here is, Jesus identifies that intimate relationship with God is the basis for knowing God's will for our lives. And not a, lot of, not a lot of religious activity that may seem very impressive, but lacks any real substance. And that's a challenging passage, isn't it? I don't want to get to the end of my life, and the one thing that I thought was okay, wasn't okay, because I never really knew him really never spent time in relationship with him and I thought I was living right and I thought I was doing everything good but I never really accomplished what he wanted me to do and that was to know him and walk in his ways I'm so thankful that God knows the plans he has for our lives tonight every one of us here tonight he knows the plans he knows the direction he knows the the way we should go But you know why? The truth is we'll never know that unless we know Him. 
And if there's one thing that I've continually found out through life, is God wants to direct me. He wants to lead me in His paths. But He never can until I start to just live in that realm of His obedience to Him, transforming my life as I walk with Him daily and have relationship. Can we just stand tonight? God is not indifferent to your needs. God is not trying to hide His will for you. He's not trying to make it hard for us. He just wants you to realize how important relationship with, is with Him. And I wonder if tonight you're here and you've never actually started that relationship. That's okay because I want to give you an opportunity to do that. If you're here... And you've said, well, I've never, because the Bible actually says this, if we would confess Him with our mouth and believe in our heart what God done by raising Jesus from the dead to, so we could be forgiven of our sin, we can be, that, that's the prerequisite just for becoming a Christian. A heartfelt desire just to, to put Him, to know Him, to come to know Him and accept Jesus Christ and all that Jesus has done for us through His death and on the cross by taking our sin and if maybe you're in that situation tonight, can I give you an opportunity right now to say yes to Jesus? Could we just maybe give each other a little bit of um, privacy and just close our eyes? And if you need, if you want to be included in a prayer tonight that I'd like to just pray with you and, say, and you want to say yes to Jesus for the very first time, start this journey of discovery and coming to know Him so that He can direct your paths. He can lead you. And become what we call a Christian, a person who becomes a believer in Jesus. Not just a believer, but a follower as well. Someone who wants to walk with God. If that's your desire and you've never done that, I'd just love to pray with you tonight. Please, just lift your hand so I can see that. If there's anybody here tonight. I see that hand, you can put it down again. Everybody's cool? Everybody's good? Okay. Fantastic. Everybody's great with God. Okay. Well, how about tonight if you're in that situation where you actually have some questions that you'd ask God and say, God, what's the future? What, what's the direction? What's your will for my life? I'd love to just, for you to raise your hand to the God and just in, in, in an act of surrender and say, Father, here I am. Help me, help me to realize what actually stimulates you answering me and that is relationship as I walk in obedience and that I'll actually even make right decisions when I have relationship. If there's questions, if there's directions, you're not quite sure. Look, folks, it, we all do at different times and, and probably that's good. Because I've, I've found when I've had big questions I've had to be answered, it often draws me near to God and I think that's good. So before God tonight, you lift your hand and say, Father, I just need your wisdom, and I just want to, just behind my hand is my heart saying, I want to draw near to you. I just want to put you first and walk in your ways. So, Father, right now I pray for the hands that are held up. And I pray, Father God, that we would become people tonight that would realize that your answers and your direction comes as we build relationship with you. As we just talk to you about life, as we just realize that you're there all the time, 
and that you have an incredible plan and purpose for our life, but we just need to tap into you and then that plan unfolds. And so tonight, give us strength to walk in your ways. Give us strength, Father, to allow your transformation to happen in our hearts and minds. Father, we just need you so that we would live your ways and not our own ways. Father, we pray, and I pray for these people with their hands raised that you just give them that peace and that they draw near. And as they draw near, that you'll open and close doors as need to happen. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's someone, maybe just one, might be more than one person tonight. I believe the Lord would just encourage you because you're just not quite sure of your future employment. You're not quite sure. And God would just say, as you draw near to me, I'll just open the doors that need to be opened and I'll close the doors. And you just need to take the next step. You're not quite sure about it, but would you just trust him? That's what he's saying. Would you just trust me? Just give it to me, hand it over to me. Some of you, there's maybe one person tonight that's really consumed and, and concerned about a relationship that's gone bad. It's just nasty. And you know what? The Lord would just encourage you tonight to take little steps of just seeing restoration happen. And what you can do, I believe, it might be, it might be just a phone call. It might be just a letter. It might be an email. It might be, it might be just starting and praying blessing on that person's life. And, 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 and asking God to help you to forgive them and just to see them blessed and praying. The Bible says, pray for those who despitefully use you. But there would be at least one person who's, that tonight is just, I believe the Lord would want to speak to you specifically, encourage you tonight. There's, there's people here tonight that have got that big question in their hearts. And obviously, they're probably more younger people. Father, where's my future partner? There may be people here a little bit older and maybe asking that question. Well, God would just say, you know, to you tonight, would you not fret about it? Would you not sweat about it? But as you would just walk in my ways. He's actually got a person right now that's doing the same thing. And you're going to connect one day. It mightn't be tomorrow, but it'll be in the future. Because as you keep your eyes and focus on Him, and that other person keeps their eyes and focus on Him, you're going you're gonna to connect somewhere, somehow. And if you would just trust Him and not fret about it, you will find that it will become so much more easier to live life. <laughs> Father, we just thank You tonight. We give You all the honor and all the praise. We worship You. Come on, let's just worship Him one more time tonight. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father.